welcome to another episode of Random Fit. I am Wendy Batts, and I'm here with my co-host and friend, Mr. Ken Miller. Ken, how are you today? I'm well, Wendy. How are you? Oh, living a dream. It's a, of course. It's a year, new day, right? Every, every episode, you're living the dream. It's a long yeah, dream. I like it. It really, yeah, it's sometimes Groundhog Day, but today, not so much. Um, and I'm talking about our episode. We actually have... Um, a very special guest. Um, we have someone that is the Vice President of Education and Training for TechnoGym. He is also one of our regional master instructors for NASM. He is a friend, one of my co-hosts at the Master Instructor Roundtable that I do for NASM as well. And again, I know I just said this, but also a dear friend. I would like to welcome Mr. or Dr. Marty Miller to our show. So Marty, thanks for being here. I, uh, it's the band is back. We're together. I love it. Yes. <laughs> There's a lot of years right here on this screen, y'all. Oh, so. yeah. Some more than others. <laughs> no, I, um, I really need this opportunity. Uh, well, we appreciate you being here, Marty. And I think, you know, bringing you in today is going to be um, really great for our listeners because more and more people are getting back into the gym. You know, we've all set those New Year's goals that we want to make a change. And usually it starts in January that we're going to start hitting the gym and making that commitment. And I think with you being, um, you know, obviously in the position that you are at TechnoGym, you can provide our, um, our listeners as well as Ken and I some great information regarding the equipment, what pieces of equipment people should, should use, the purpose, the whys. So I'm really, really glad you're here. Happy to answer all those questions. So, uh, Marty, I know it's, uh, again, you, you mentioned uh, getting the band back together. And this is one of those things that a lot of people don't realize that, you know, we as instructors for the National Academy of Sports Medicine, one of the things that we used to relish was teaching with each other and always a great opportunity to learn, you know, both in front of the the crowd that we would teach in front of, but also, you know, when we'd have lunch, when we have dinner together, and it's a great opportunity for us to kind of download information from each other. So um, as Wendy said, you know, this is going to be a, you know, a great time to opportunity for all of us to learn, especially myself, um, especially because, you know, you being in the position that you're in and working with TechnoGym and, and all the research and, and I mean, you're in the know when it comes to you know, equipment, both, you know, domestic in the U.S. as well as international. So you know what's out there. So I'm really looking forward to, you know, some of the information that you have to share, especially when it comes to gym equipment. And I know that, you know, back in the day when I used to work in an actual health club and a gym facility, you know, this is one of those things, you know, I mean, I, you guys both know when it comes to, you know, working in a gym, you kind of have to be the jack of all trades. I've done my share of you know, kind of doing the tour and giving people some insight on the gym and, and the different lines of equipment. And one of the hardest things to delineate is like when you have three chest presses in a row, you know, what, you know, one of the questions I get is what is the difference between this chest press from this equipment line and this chest press from this equipment line? This one, you know, this one's plate loaded. This one's electronic. This one looks a little funky, right? So uh, when it comes to uh, equipment, uh, I, I I don't think we could have gotten a better guest, Wendy, than uh, our own Mr. Marty Miller here. So <laughs> to kind of clear the air when it comes, to, if you're standing in front of a line of selectorized equipment, which one's going to be the best one for me? Yeah, so that's a great question. So first and foremost, I'm going to give like the 50,000 foot overview. Just like I've always chosen to be with NASM because of the science, I've chosen to be with TechnoGym because when I was a customer and looking to buy equipment, I've learned more about the company. I realized that you know, long story, but 
38 year history, sole provider equipment for the Olympics, PGA tour, you name it. And they're chosen for those because of their commitment to always being a thought leader and pushing the envelope forward. First company with TVs, first company in, in treadmills, first to be able to capture data. So there's 200 people that work in research and design. So I get to then learn from some of the best engineers and scientists in the world. So with that, talking about selectorized, like we can talk about strength and we can at some point move over to cardio is when you look at selectorized equipment, first and foremost, there is one, we say this with NASM all the time, there is a normal way to squat, right? There's a lot of conversation about why you would do things differently, but there is a norm we're trying to go back to. And with biomechanics, there is a right and wrong. So if you look at Technogym, they have three different lines of strength equipment for different reasons. One's plate loaded. We have kind of our, um, you know, different business models and things like that, but we never change the biomechanics between the three lines where you'll see in the industry, some people have different biomechanics per different line. It's like, well, what's right, what's wrong? Well, there is only one right and wrong. So when you look at selectorize, you want to look at um, independent converging levers in the sense that as my body moves through the range of motion, of course, Ken brings up chest because we're guys, my arms naturally come together. So if I am put in a position where I'm in maximal external rotation on a fixed path, yes, I'm loading my chest, but is that the natural motion of what we need to do biomechanically when we choose in the OPT model to put someone on selectorized equipment? Other little things to look at is even we take into account the padding, right? We're all young enough to hopefully not have any issues. But imagine if you, I worked in private country clubs and that's where I'm at today. Take somebody who's got an arthritic spine, but they're still strong enough to do a selectorized plate loaded piece. If that padding in the back isn't soft enough to absorb their force that they'll be pushed back on, but give them firm enough, firm enough of a platform to push forward, they may not feel comfortable. Also, you know, Technogym has a three piece uh, pack pad for most of the equipment because the body's not straight up and down in little things about, you know, can you reach the pin from your seated position? Do you have something that can move the bar forward? If you don't have the right range of motion, you know, things also uh, they'll put into little indicators to where, you know, you're set up correctly. So there's a lot more to it, but at the highest level, I think a lot of people look past those benefits and, you know, when you're doing those exercises, that matters. It does matter, Marty. There's so many things that matter. Always matter. <laughs> well, in my, you know, in my opinion, obviously, Technogym, it, it's it's an incredible line. I mean, the company itself. I mean, if you look at the history and you've gone onto the website, if you haven't, you guys should check it out. But no doubt that the Techno uh, Technogym equipment is here to stay, and you guys are, you know, the company itself has been in the forefront of the concept for over 20 years. Um, but you guys also have something called the wellness system. And I think that's something that differentiates you guys from what you see normally at a gym. So can you kind of give some more information? Because if Techno Gym is available, this system is probably available as well. So can you tell Absolutely. us a little bit about that? Yeah, so we like to say we have smart digitally connected equipment. And it doesn't matter if you're doing cardio. It doesn't matter if you buy a piece for your home. It doesn't matter if you're doing strength. Everything will have the ability to log in. So what has fascinated me learning about the company as a customer now, this is the beginning of my fifth year, is our founder, Mr. Alessandri. He still runs the company today with the same passion. He named the company Techno for Technology back in 1982. So he understood where the company had to go. And then obviously gym for fitness, et cetera. And we were the first company to come out with what we call the, the wellness solution. And he coined the term the wellness company in the 90s. Now everybody uses it because he understood that you're not only 
practicing your wellness when you're in the gym. He, we have a, a wellness on the go strategy. So today I'm not in my normal gym. I could take my, my wellness app. I could log in the workouts I do. It um, partners up with third-party apps. So we're always evolving as technology evolves. But as we know, as fitness professionals, if we track something, we can have a better chance of making change with something. So that's the beauty of the equipment is you don't have to log in, but you can log in. And in a, a facility where you're managing hundreds or thousands of members, it really keeps you connected with them. It keeps them, we've, we've done the research, they're more likely to continue working out when they're tracking their workouts. So again, we've been doing this for, I think we've had an app now for over 12 years. So this is nothing new for Techno Gym, but it's newer to the industry. And COVID really pushed a lot of this forward where it's forced people now to have the ability to do something at home or in the gym or wherever. And a lot of people are trying to play catch up now. Now, Marty, one of the things, yeah. And, and definitely whenever I have a chance to look at your line, cause I, I mean, you know, that I've, I've got a couple of the pieces with the skill mill and the, and the skill row in my facility, awesome pieces of equipment and uh, definitely the compatibility using technology Again, turn on the phone, log onto the app and you have a record of what not just what you're doing for that session but what you've done in sessions past now one of the things that i'm really curious about i mean we we've done we've done a, a podcast on wearables and data tracking and and you said earlier that you're the first to capture data so what what kind of data are you guys able to capture that's going to be relevant for the fitness enthusiasts the yep the high performance professional athlete. I mean, you're definitely in one of those things where, I mean, I've, I've seen your social, I've seen the techno gym social when you are in the facilities that you're in, what kind of data is, is accessible through this line of equipment and what really matters to those that are mm -hmm. making those new year's resolutions and getting started off on their, on their, you know, road to wellness. Yeah. It really depends on the line of equipment, right? Cause what you're going to capture in strength versus what you're going to capture in cardio. But what I've seen in our consumer, uh, you know, avenue is, I, and you guys have heard me say this, I, you, we all like to train everyone like an athlete. So we have this big push for people in their home now to want to do performance training. They don't just want to get on a piece of cardio and just hit start and do 30 minutes mindlessly. They want interactivity, they want gamification, or they want performance outcomes. So our skill run, which is our performance treadmill, we have three models, but one of the models will tell you actually right versus left leg, ground contact time, stride length, power. And why that's important is we had a lot of people who are aspiring 5K, 10K, half marathoners, marathoners. Every time they're running, if they're running out of symmetry or with an imbalance, they're only getting better at that imbalance. And then they wonder why after, Hey, I can get 5k in and then my Achilles starts to bother me or my left hip starts to bother me. But with that biofeedback in real time, one, if they're working with amazing professionals, like the two of you, you guys can take that data and put it back into what their movement is. Cause now you have dynamic movement assessments, right? With the, um, or performance dynamic assessments with the skill run. But also they can start to auto-correct because there's biofeedback right on the screen. So they can start to learn to run efficiently. Other things that pop out to me, I have a skill bike, which is our performance bike. So again, I'll see if I'm pedaling properly, if I'm pushing and pulling, but also I can use a third-party app like uh, I use Zwift where it gamifies it. I go on, it puts me in Central Park in New York City. It communicates to the bike the resistance I would need to hit that ride in real time. We have enthusiasts that love to do triathlete triathlon. So they go out and they do a route outside on a bike 
they can now emulate that bike that ride indoors when the weather changes, or they can go cut and paste a route from a route they always wanted to aspire to. So it depends if it's for the consumer or for the trainer, there's just tons and tons of data being pushed back. And then it really comes back to, you know, what's your end goal? What's your uh, willingness to track that data? And then how do you use that to deliver a better outcome for you, the end user? Mm -hmm. And those of you guys that are just joining us, we're here with Dr. Marty Miller talking about knowing your equipment. Um, he's obviously the uh, vice president of education and training for TechnoGym. So we're actually picking his brain today, not only as a regional master instructor, but then also too just, you know, being a, a, a part of such an, an amazing company. I mean, yes, talking about technology, we know that that is here to stay. I mean, obviously, like you said, techno being the technology part of techno gym. But I think, you know, when we talk about cardio, we can go on and on. And, you know, for me personally, doing cardio can be a challenge and it can be a challenge for a lot of different people. And like you said, you've been able to gamify it. But, you know, with all the different cardio equipment, um, you know, basically, how do you make a re recommendation for somebody that's starting out in the gym? You know, you see, you know, bikes and you see treadmills and you see ellipticals, you see all of this stuff. But how do you know? I mean, you know, obviously, as a trainer, we have an idea. But in your mind and with with the company that you're involved in, how do you know which is the right fit? And, you know, how do you keep what are, what are your thought processes with that, Marty? How do you how do you help someone choose which is best for them? Sure. So obviously, you know, I'll always have a scientific NASM hat on whenever I'm having conversations, even when if it's someone about what type of equipment. So first and foremost, we when you know I've talked about this, I try to find the why. So if someone says I want to do cardio, okay, why do you want to do it? And if they're like, well, I want to run a, a marathon, okay, the bike may not be the best choice for them. It could be part of their cardio training, but if you want to be, you know, complete the Boston Marathon, we're going to have to get you running. So then my mind would shift to okay, we need a treadmill that is safe, which obviously all of ours are, ones that would be giving you some feedback or gamification that would help you elicit that outcome better. If someone says, I just, I'm looking to lose weight and I'm like, okay, what have you enjoyed in the past? I'm not much of a treadmill person. I, I can't spend 30 to 45 minutes just a, in a job. So you know this at my home, I have our skill row and I have our, my skill, the skill bike. But when I'm in the gym, I like our skill mill, which is our curve non-motorized. I might use our skill run with the sled push because I need mentally to do different things. But if someone is a true diehard runner, we have to, we have to take that into account. Then you look at, you know, space. You look at also um, where are you putting the piece of equipment? Um, the beautiful thing about TechnoGym is we make sure our equipment is the quietest in the market because if you're in a small apartment in New York City, if you have, you know, if you're training at 5.30 in the morning and you have family members, you know, the sound really matters. So, you know, even those details are covered. But I just started the conversation is what's your goal? What have you done in the past that you like? What are some of the things that you may never do? Let's discover why that is. And then the conversation kind of goes from there. So... Marty, the, the, I mean, getting people motivated and getting people started is one thing. And and having the technology out there that's now, I mean, we know it's, it's available. I mean, especially with the last couple of years, people have had to kind of find their way since, you know, one option has closed down. Let's say health clubs, gyms closed down. And now that things are opening up, and which is why we're here talking today, right? But, um, you know, where do you think and I want to I want to I wanna pick Marty Miller's brain, uh, the the uh, trainer strength coach of over 20 years now. 
Um, looking at trends and what's available, and again, you know, taking off your your techno gym hat, if I can ask mm-hmm. you to do that for a second, is what trends do you see, or where where do you see people going as far as in in mass, as far mm-hmm. as getting you know, getting to their fitness goals, getting to their performance goals. So what, what trends are you kind of seeing out there? Cause I know there's, there's what we see here in the U S right. I know we do have some international listeners out there, uh, but you have, you know, a unique position where you travel and you are at trade shows in Europe uh, as well as here in, in, on, on this, this side of the world. So where, where do you see the industry going? What trends do you see people getting involved with as far as getting involved with movement and, and health and wellness? Well, as I said, this unique situation we've been through now two plus years has moved a lot of things forward. There's a lot of people that would not have adapted to um, virtual training, to apps as quickly if their gyms hadn't had to shut down. So what we're seeing is there is a trend back away from that. People want the social interaction of being in front of people. So whether they want to go back to a Pilates studio, whether they want to go to their high intensity, to a gym, there, there, there is a migration back to what we'll call some of that uh, old norm. There's going to be a new norm. But where a trend that I've seen is, just like myself, I have to have something in my house now because right. and it, it's not even that I'm paranoid that the gym's going to shut down. But I got into a habit and I found that, hey, even though the gym's only 10 minutes away from me, if I just want to get a quick 20-minute cardio session in, I'm spending 20 minutes, 10 minutes there, 10 minutes back. I could just jump on a piece of equipment in my home. So I think people are looking at a hybrid model where they have their bricks and mortar. They may have something they do virtual and they have something they like to do in their home. But I really think we as an industry are so set up um, well that – People who weren't fanatic exercisers before, if there's one data point that's come out through this last years is be healthy, be healthy, be healthy, be healthy. So I think that we're going to see people wanting to get more involved. Now there's going to be, that could be a lot more new people that don't know what they want to do and they don't know what that is. But I think people are hopefully going to take a bigger percentage of people are going to take that next step. So what I see a lot of companies doing like the bricks and mortars or whoever is they before COVID, there was, I'm a brick and mortar, or this person was, I'm app driven. We're seeing a lot of the hybrid, especially if you were brick and mortar before, you have to be able to keep those people uh, connected, whatever your training system is, when they're not in the brick and mortar. So I think that home gyms are here to stay. I will, I do not think that it's anything that personal trainers have to fear. I don't think it's anything big box gyms have to fear. But now it's coming up with um, the entertainment kind of component. And let's be honest, people like to track something, whether it's how many calories they burn, how many classes they took in a month. So if you are running a business without any data, I think that that's probably going to be a concern. Well, we're here today with Dr. Marty Miller talking about knowing your equipment. He is the vice president of education and training for Techno Gym, as well as one of our um, colleagues and master regional master instructors for the National Academy of Sports Medicine. And and Marty, I think you you bring up a really good point. I mean, I think you know, for me personally, being able to go to the gym, I need change of scenery. I wanted something different, but also I have to keep in mind that unfortunately we're still having sometimes to do virtual. Um, education and everything with my kid because um, last week they they canceled school and we had to had to go virtual for a week and so I think it's important to also when you were talking about home gyms and um, you know if somebody's really thinking about you know changing 
their lifestyle and they want to become more active. And I mean, obviously there's so many different types of cardio pieces that you discussed, but if you're talking about a piece of equipment that someone would be able to afford, obviously we, we know the quality and the, you know, like the high quality that Technogym provides, what would you suggest someone like for myself? I love to be active. I want to do different things. Um, what would be some maybe pieces of equipment to maybe consider if I was going to build my own home gym and also being cost effective. Right. So the first thing I look at sometimes is total cost of ownership is a lot of people buy a piece of equipment because they think they're going to get in excited about it. But if it doesn't feel comfortable, if it's not enjoyable, if it's not engaging, if it's not motivating, it becomes the expensive coat hanger. So don't buy the first piece of equipment based on well, this is reasonably, you know, affordable because will it break down? What about the biomechanics? Is it going to eventually tear apart your body the more you use it? So really think of this as an investment in your health long term. Then when I, I get on a lot of calls with uh, some of our consumers because they think they want something. And then after we have the conversation, like never thought about that. I like a piece that's a little versatile if you have a family, if the family wants to participate, right? So like I knew when I bought my skill row, my wife doesn't like to row at all, but again, it was very easy, uh, light piece to move around. It wasn't a major investment, but if I was buying that big treadmill, will multiple people use it? Is there features that maybe other people will use, you know, cause if you buy the performance treadmill, maybe your young children will use it now cause they're athletes. But if you only buy one that, you know, is based for walking or running, you, you've excluded some people. So I just try to take a, a I look at it as a big piece of an investment in the home and everybody that could use it, their health. Again, it doesn't have to be over expensive. You can get phenomenal treadmills brand new now for $3,500 um, that will last and will allow multiple users to use it daily, right? Because again, we got to look at how much volume is going to be put on any type of piece of equipment. So those are kind of the first steps. And then from there, like I said, I know people that love like our climb or a stair climber that that is their bread and butter. If they have it, they'll do it every day. But if that, you know, doesn't excite you, let's move on to another piece that you love. Mm -hmm. Well, and I also love your, your cables. So Absolutely. I'm a big fan, like on the resistance side of it, um, because, you know, like you said, it's versatile. I can move. I can do a lot of different things. Um, but, you know, can you talk to us? Because I won't do it justice, but I because, again, I love the the technology that's behind the cable system. It's different. It's right. The Techno Gym cable is different. So can you kind of let our listeners know why it's different? Right. And uh then they'll know why I love it so much. <laughs> yes. Again, we have, I think I'm almost positive. I say is we have the largest uh, SKUs in the industry. We have the most amount of products, whether it's what we call B2B to like a club owner or B2C to consumer. And again, I bought the B2B products for my home because I wanted the performance side of things. So the piece you're talking to is what we call our kinesis because we have the traditional cable systems as well with some cool scientific features. But if you ever are interested, you can check out, we have two versions. We have the consumer version, which is what we call Kinesis Personal. It actually mounts to the wall, folds up. So that way you're, you're not having any space issue outside of when you want to train. Because if it was in a studio apartment and it's beautiful, Mr. Alessandri being Italian, he wants the equipment to be the centerpiece of your home, not something you hide in the basement. But it's what we call a continuous loop cable system. So the K1 or Kinesis 1 is the the when I say commercial, we're thinking consumer, the business 
one for a club. They're both have the same scientific principles, but the cable is one continuous cable that goes through the waste stack on both ends. So what that does scientifically is it allows you to only get resistance in the motion that I'm doing. So if I was going to do a rotation and you had me on a cable, a traditional cable, the weight's pulling me down, which means my arms are being pulled down, which means I have to pull up to stay on plane. So there's what we call counter forces or potentially shear forces. I'm not getting all my resistance in that rotation. But the way the kinesis is designed, either version, is the cable goes through the waist stack on both ends. And now I only get the resistance in the manner uh, and the path of motion that I want. Push, pull, rotation, hinging, you name it. But it also allows me to do 360 degree motion because it's built for motion. And then it's progressive. So the further I move away from the machine, the resistance gets progressively challenging. So it allows me to move forward, move back, move side to side with that closed loop cable system and really challenge my body differently. So on any of the kinesis, you could put a ball there, you could put a bench there. I think we've come up with over 400 some exercises from one piece of equipment. That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> You're good, right? I only need five. Uh, <laughs> then you're covered. You're yeah. covered in the next, you know, 80 workouts and you don't have to repeat anything. Ken is a very simple creature. Uh, so, yeah. uh... <laughs> Uh, after six that, I mean, you know, then I start to, you know, my, my workout goes to, goes to pot. Um, so Marty, the, uh, uh, again, you know, I, I know I have your cell phone. I know I can call you anytime, but you know, life just happens, but, uh, I just want to pick your brain a little bit more here. Um, now when it, when it comes to, again, just looking at where we are, we talked about the trends and what people have available and and things that they should keep in mind when looking at equipment or even like what Wendy just asked you as far as if, you know, if I'm going to have something, as you said, Marty, that's accessible, I have the 20 minutes, I can just go downstairs or go in my garage, get a quick workout in. Um, so when it, when it comes to 2022, we're getting started, you know, New Year's resolutions, I mean, with information coming out as far as your state of being, your state of wellness actually affecting your ability to, um, you know, resist sickness and illness uh, these days, especially with with what's happening with with the virus. Um, what what are some things that you tell people? You know, what what's what's on hand? What can they do immediately to affect wellness? Again, you're the wellness company, and and going outside of equipment. What what are some things that you tell people right off the bat? What can you do to affect change? today right now that's that's a great question so you know wendy have i and have i've talked about this on some other things i'm i'm not big on new year's resolutions i'm on right. i'm better bigger on new year's plan of attack right so one of the things that i've said to some of my clients in the past is they have a goal for the year and they have like i want to lose this much weight or they put a target out there that i don't know if i can get them to right so what i always do reset is how about we have a goal of you're going to start exercising in 2022, or you're going to start being active. And your goal is to be active on December 31st. You were active all year. Because if you're active and you're working towards enjoying this lifestyle, and Wendy, I know you're going to hear it one more time. Fitness is that race, no finish line. If I can get them to understand that this is a journey, not this, I need to get this done by this amount of period of time. The more active they are, and the more willing they are to put it in their schedule, good things are going to happen. Right. We you the three of us know that. 
So I try to set it at a big lifestyle goal without too much pressure. Then from there, we get into the small goals. So really, I'm a perfect example is I'll probably travel a solid 100 plus days this year. So when I'm home, I really need to be dialed in the best I can. So whether it's sleep, whether it's hydration, whether it's nutrition, whether it's my workouts, I have to be dialed in. The days that I'm on the road, I know what my challenges are. So I try to book a hotel with the fitness center. I try to you know, pick a flight where if I have a little more flexibility, I can get something in the morning or get home a little sooner. Because, and then on those days, I just try to be active, right? I don't need to exercise every day. And I've had people in my family like, well, if I can't exercise four days a week, I don't I'm like, that makes no sense, right? Be active every day. But yes, you may only get in the gym one day a week for now. Life happens, as you just said a few minutes ago, Wendy. So I can be active every single day, right? I can do my mobility work every single day. I can do some body weight stuff every single day. I can stand up for eight hours a day instead of sit like I am now. I can go for a walk. I can park further away in the, in the parking lot. Th those things are just, it's a mindset to be active. I can work on my posture no matter where I'm at. And then from there, you start to feel better and it just becomes easier then to get into the programming of, okay, here's the days and here's how I'm going to quote unquote, do more my formal exercise. So that's the, how I like to start with myself and um, any of my clients that I'm working with is reset to a healthy lifestyle mindset. And then we can maybe get in the weeds on your exercise program. I love it. We were here with the vice president of education and training talking about knowing your equipment and Marty, you, that was just fantastic advice. Um, but, you know, I have probably one final question, and this one's kind of a deep question because you can take it in any direction that you want. But, you know, you've got so many people that are walking into the gym and, you know, like you said, they're, they're setting their goals. They're, they're trying to hopefully make lifestyle changes and habits. But how what would be your first suggestion of somebody walking into a gym and not being overwhelmed? What would be kind of your plan of attack or advice that you could give someone that it shouldn't be a scary thing when they walk in? Gotcha. Um, as you know, I'm, I'm partial to this topic because I've done some of this research in my doctor, because when I did my research, I'm like, everybody knows exercise is good. We want to keep, keep digging into that, but I want to know why, since most people know it's good, why they don't. And there's a huge percentage of people that they have a fear. They have body image issues you and I've talked about, even men can have them and they have a fear of being in pain and failure. So first and foremost, if you've made the decision to start, celebrate that. That's awesome. If you're looking at purchasing a piece of equipment for home, if you're looking to join a gym, if you're looking to hire a fitness professional, that is a huge step. Congratulations on you that you've moved into that, that portion now where you're going to do it. Step two to me is don't set yourself up for failure in the sense of don't pick a goal that you don't have control over. I always say, I didn't pick the right parents Wendy, can you, you probably will hear this from calves. You know, I can, I can sit there and say, I can't develop my calves. I'm a failure. No, I didn't pick the right parents. But during that process, if I got fit, right? So try to pick goals that you're in control of. I want to exercise throughout the year. I want to start to enjoy the process of exercise. I want to try different things. I want to be more active. I want to enjoy healthier foods. That way you start getting a lot of momentum. And then as the momentum builds, you might say, you know what? I'm going to do a 5K this year. Awesome. Now we shift a little bit. So that's kind of the way I like to really view at it is if we all have a healthy mindset on what we can control, understand that there's certain things we can't control, but living a healthy lifestyle generally takes care of those for you. Nicely put, Marty. <laughs> it's Love years it. of 
struggle. That, yeah, I'm talking from experience. <laughs> oh, we all have our struggles, Marty. We all oh, have our struggles. Well, that makes more sense why you don't wear shorts more often when I see you. It's, it's the, <laughs> oh, or, 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 you know, the, the long socks. I'm uh, you now. <laughs> but you know what, Marty? You have beautiful teeth. <laughs> uh, yeah. I wish I could control that. <laughs> you can. Yes, yes. And you know I that. Know. This coffee, you know what I'm doing. So. I know. Marty travels with toothbrush and, and floss yeah. in each hand. Every every time he eats or drinks something, y'all, he's got the cleanest mouth in the yeah. world. <laughs> point that I married a dental hygienist for crying out loud. Indeed. All right. So, hey, uh, as much as I hate to end this, uh, this uh, reunion, if you will, um, uh, Marty, I, you know, on behalf of Wendy and myself, you know, we both want to say thank you so much for taking, I mean, obviously you're on the road, you've got an event that you're, that you're there for, unless this is your home office. I, I don't know. I uh, wish it was. We got the shuffleboard. Shuffleboard. We got golden tea. This would be my dream basement with the gym over there, but not yet. That's right. That's right. So, hey, Marty, again, thanks, man. Um, always a wealth of knowledge. And, you know, again, formally to, to actually be able to pick your brain on things that people need to understand about the equipment that they have available. And again, if they don't have a Technogym available, Technogym line, you know, you've given some good insight on, you know, what do you do if it's not available and things we can keep in mind. Again, I love the resetting your mindset and and looking at things as, you know, it's it's all a marathon, not a, not a sprint, right? Exactly. All right, my man. Um, hey, safe, safe travels to you, buddy. And I uh, look forward to catching up. And uh, on behalf of Wendy and I, this is, again, another episode of Random Fit. We've had the pleasure of speaking here with Mr. Marty Miller, Vice President of Education with Technogem. And if there's uh, more that you want to hear about, want to hear us talk about, uh, like, follow, subscribe, comment, and we'll be sure to get something on our episodes here that uh, we're sure you or will hope you'll enjoy. So until next time, everybody, take care and be well.